Thank you guys so much for listening to the Collegian Cultivate podcast. My name is Pete, and today uh, I wanted to clarify some stuff that's got, or like how the virus is impacting the 2020 census. And so I have on John Adam, who is a member of the Riley County slash Manhattan Complete Count Committee. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Um, could you explain just uh, what exactly your role is and how you've been uh, working on all of this past few months? Sure. Um, so I'm an employee of the city of Manhattan. I'm a senior planner in the community development department. Um, long range planning is um, uh, what we do there in my in my division. And uh, so uh, about every 10 years, usually it's planning departments or it's some facility in the city or some department in the city that puts together a complete count committee. The whole purpose of the committee is to try and promote the census, the decennial census, to encourage people to turn out, uh, to fill it out uh, so we can get an accurate count for the community. Gotcha. And so we've gathered together, the, the complete count committee comprises um, people from various departments at the city, the school district, the chamber of commerce, um, different social service agencies around the community and in the county. Um, in order to help them or ask them to be partners in getting the, the uh, word out about the census. Gotcha. So I know um, like on the uh, census forms that are mailed out, it says um, April 1st is an important um, date for that. And what can you explain, like, is that a deadline or is it like, or is it a question of like accounting for like who lives where on that day? Um. The that's technically that is like that census day, and that's what that essentially means is that that is the snapshot day uh, of what you should. Where are you living at that time mm-hmm. when that happens? Under normal circumstances, um, in the case of this year, under normal circumstances, we have an anomalous year. Um, you would normally, if you were a student, be living still here in Manhattan, right, um, or on campus, both. Um, but that's just the snapshot in time. The whole idea is that um, if you look at the census questionnaire, it asks who's living in the household mm-hmm. um, on April 1st, and do they normally live there? Um, because they want to know people might be transient through the area. Right. But the m- most important thing is just are you normally living there? And for students, they're normally living in the community where they're going to college um, about three-quarters of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let me just note. So today is March. So it's not a deadline, though. Gotcha. Yeah, so today is March 31st, so April 1st is tomorrow. Um, So should students that, like, are, like, had to go home because of the, um, us transitioning to online classes because of COVID-19, like, should they say that they are living here or living, like, back in their hometowns now? Uh, they should put down the address that they expected to be living at on April 1st. So if you're not sure, the, the other thing, too, is that um, they sent out the um, letters with the IDs in early March, the Census Bureau did. Mm-hmm. And um, so it could be that before all of this came about, before the, the stay-at-home orders were issued and everyone was uh, went through this, that somebody may have already filled it out. If you're not sure if your roommate's already filled it out, Mm-hmm. Um, don't hesitate and do it yourself and answer to the best of your ability the questions. Mm-hmm. The Bureau is very skilled at removing overcounts and double counts. Uh, it's the underreporting that's the real problem. 
Gotcha. Um, is there is there a way to fill it out online, or do you need to do it on the mailed out forms? No. Um, in fact, the Census Bureau would prefer that you do it online. Uh-huh. Um, so those that's the easiest and fastest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they started mailing out the invitations in March, like I mentioned, early March. Um, my household, we got ours on the 13th, and I did it in five minutes um, oh. as soon as I got it. Uh-huh. Um, that's... Um, it really only took us five minutes. We're a household of two. It was very simple. Mm-hmm. The other way to do it is to call. Um, if you're an English speaker, the number is 844-330-2020. Um, if you go to the Census Bureau website, um, they have other phone numbers you can use. They have several different languages uh, that you can call. Um, and then there will be the traditional paper forms, but that's really there's probably only going to go out to about 5 million households in the U.S., so not very many. Why and is that? Usually what they're going to start with are households where um, places where people are less likely to respond online. Uh, so places where there's not really good, um, good Internet access. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a follow-up phase. So if they're getting areas with low response based on what you know last census's numbers were, and they're, if they're seeing low response, then they're going to start sending out enumerators. Um, that's going to be happening in mid-April. Uh, they've shifted the timeline a little bit, the Bureau. Mm-hmm. That's going to start happening in mid-April and go through late June, I believe. So those will be people going door-to-door, um, maintaining social distance, mm-hmm. um, and asking people to step outside so that you're in open air uh, to uh, answer those questions. Census employees will have um, an official government ID, um, you can go to the Census Bureau website and look at what an example of that ID is. Gotcha. So what have there been other ways that uh, the virus has infected the timing or structure of how the census is being taken? Well, ultimately, the um, a lot of the, the enumerations have been pushed back or have been extended. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, the self-response phase normally would have ended on July 31st. Um, they've extended that. So the self-response phase goes from March 12th through August 14th now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Census Bureau workers um, that are going to be dropping some off at households, paper forms, uh, that's going to be extended too, but that doesn't uh, apply to very many people. Um, and then the non-response follow-up is going to go from May 28th through August 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, group quarters enumeration, this is an important distinction or something to mention as well. If you live in dorms on campus, um, if people who also live in prisons and nursing homes or any other kind of student housing, including um, uh, campus-associated Greek housing, mm-hmm. um, the Census Bureau enumerators will be working with um, the administrators of housing to do the count of the people. So if you lived in the dorms, you don't really have to worry about it. You're, you're gotcha. scot-free. And I would really encourage all the students um, who might be listening to this, if they want um, some more information, um, K-State Today, yeah. which is, I guess, is an online... Okay. They issued some really good advice um, on their March 24th mm-hmm. um, uh, posting, and there's a really good video there on advice to students. So that's another thing that people should do and take a look at if they're interested. Um, 
But really, simply, the, the simplest thing is to just assume that, um, unless you live in a dorm, to assume that you weren't counted, you should just go to my2020census.gov. Mm-hmm. And if you start the questionnaire, that'll take you to the questionnaire, questionnaire um, online. And if you click on um, that you don't have the census ID that we send out in the mail, it'll prompt you with various information like where, do you, where did you live and all of that. And then you fill it out the best you can. Um, and just pretend that COVID-19 never happened. What would you be doing now? Where would you be living tomorrow on April 1st? Mm-hmm. When... Uh is there a sense where someone might be like labeled as a, as a dependent underneath their parents or is that completely so, different where they, like their parents uh, would just fill it out for them or is that completely different? Um, you broke up a little bit, but were you asking if parents should be filling out, put it entering the students? Yes. Okay. Is, or is, um, is that ever the case? Yeah. Well, in either case, um, whether this had happened or not, parents should not be counting the students. Mm-hmm. Um, unless the students are actually living at home right. during the academic year. Okay. I mean, if you're, I mean, a parent who has their student attending K State and they are a resident of Manhattan or nearby, somewhere here in Riley County or Pottawatomie County, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you should be counted because what's matter what what is important is that the census is about the distribution of of federal funding and um, political power. And so it's important that where you spend most of your time and where you have most of the impact mm-hmm. or the demand on the services that you're creating as a resident or as a citizen of the country, mm-hmm. um, that that is reflected in how those funds are distributed and how power is distributed. Right. It's money and power is really what it comes down to. Yeah. So is it not like you need to do it where you live, not or not where you're registered to vote? But that's correct. Yeah. Those are... Those are um, unrelated things because right. think about it in terms of how the census was um, created initially. It is a constitutional mandate. Mm-hmm. It was in the original body of the Constitution. It happens every 10 years. Um, by the end of that of the year, by December 31st, the Census Bureau has to put the count on the president's desk. Mm-hmm. And they are unscheduled. They fully intend to stay to that schedule. So... Registering to vote is handled um, at the county level um, and is determined by where you are choosing to reside or say where you're residing at the time. For the purposes of the census, it is where are you residing on April 1st. Right. Um, Which I know is going to sound anomalous for me to say, even if you're away from campus, to say that you were living on campus. Right. But that's because we have an anomalous year. Yes, this is unprecedented. Um, it's we we have to all do a what if game. What if this had not happened? Where would you be living? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the important thing also to remember is that there's another side to the COVID crisis. Um, there's another ten years to worry about. Right. Um, there's a future in front of us, and we should be concerned about that in those terms. Mm-hmm. Um. So what what advice would you give to someone who is just like all caught up, like just so so like caught up with like the virus on their mind and they're trying to adjust to online school and they just have a bunch of work to do from home and then someone says like, Well, you gotta fill out this census thing too and they're just like, What? What even is this? Like how what advice would you give for them to just like focus on that? 
Um, yeah, I don't, that's, you know, that's a really good question. Um, the, the one thing I, I'm, I'm going to kind of repeat the appeal I just made is okay. to remember that you have 10 years worth of impact to consider if the count is not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, it, an appeal to somebody's civic sense of du- sense of civic duty, because um, an undercount uh, for every person that's undercounted or missed in Manhattan um, or any other city in Kansas would mean about fifty thousand dollars less in federal funds over the next ten years. Mm. And if the state were to suffer uh, an undercount for, of one percent, um, that'd be over six hundred million dollars over those 10 years, which would be less money for social services and infrastructure, Mm -hmm. schools, roads, bridges, all of that kind of thing. Um, It doesn't take very long. It's a very simple process. Um, Think of it as a boring Facebook page or Twitter post that you can go visit maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It's very simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all fill out uh, surveys all the time. Uh, this one actually counts for something um, that's much bigger than any one of us. Right. So how long how long do we have to fill it out then? Again, um, the uh, let's see. Let me just check my. I got this from the Census Bureau. The uh, mm-hmm. self response phase. Um, they are extending that until August fourteenth. But they are going to start sending out people, enumerators, to get the non-response people um, probably late May. It looks like late May. Okay. So if they're starting to get under-responses from areas, they're going to start sending out enumerators. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So what website would someone in Riley County go to to fill that out? Uh, it's um, It's... Oh, boy. My2020census.gov. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let me see here. Okay. Um, yeah, that might actually be about it. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say or anything else that you think college students that are trying to go about the census thing in a really strange time should know? <laughs> um, no, I, I, think, I think it's... a. Uh, probably an important thing to remember that um, it's probably an important thing to remember that we all have um, various um, responsibilities, I think, as citizens. Uh, we have a lot of privileges and we have a lot of rights um, that are afforded to us, but sometimes you have to keep in mind that we also have a responsibility um, as citizens, and I would encourage people to keep that in mind and, and do their best to make sure that we have an accurate count um, in this country so that the goods, the, the, the funding and the representation um, can be distributed equitably um, for the next 10 years. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sir. I really, really appreciate it. Sure, not a problem. Yeah, take care. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks. You take care, too.